Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, March 6, 2019 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from San Francisco, California. If you remember a while ago, NIST sort of came out with this document that SMS messages and phone calls in general should not be sort of used as a second factor. And while there are a number of reasons that they came up with this assessment, one issue that has come up with phone numbers is that via social engineering and such, they sometimes can be stolen. So you, someone can, for example, call customer service to add a second phone to an existing number or even move a number to a different phone. One way this has been also done is by just porting a number to a different carrier. Now typically if you do this you first have to call your existing carrier. That existing carrier will give you a PIN number. Then you call the new carrier and give them this PIN number in order for them to be able to port your number. But apparently Comcast, which is selling a cell phone service under its Xfinity brand, hasn't really paid attention here. Instead of assigning all customers random PIN numbers, they just used the default PIN of four times zero. This apparently led to multiple customers losing their phone numbers and also losing money because with these phone numbers, things like, for example, Samsung's wallet were also transferred to a different phone. It's not clear if Comcast has fixed this yet. They came up with a statement saying that they did this for the convenience of the user. So the user doesn't have to call Comcast first in case they would like to port the number to a different carrier. Kind of a little bit odd because in the past when I have ported my number, usually the call to your originating carrier is then used to try to retain you. So kind of odd that Comcast would not use this option. And the National Security Agency, NSA, has released a free malware reverse analysis tool, Jitra. Now, they haven't released the source code yet. They have just released the tool itself. They promise they will release the source code at a later point. I haven't had a chance yet to run it myself, but some of the reviews I've seen are rather positive for this tool. It's written in Java. Now, not everybody likes Java. I'm one of the people that thinks Java desktop applications usually don't really work so great. The GUI actually, I think, looks pretty good in particular for a Java tool like this. And of course, the big advantage of it written in Java is that it will work on various operating systems. The only negative comment I've seen so far is that there is an unauthenticated debug port listening with this software. However, remember, you would run the software on your malware analysis system. So that's typically an isolated system, also a system that you probably routinely rebuild even if you only use it for static analysis and don't actually attempt at least intentionally to run any malware on the system. And by the way, if you are interested in malware reverse analysis, and if you happen to be here at RSA this week, 
Tomorrow on Wednesday, I'll be helping out Lenny Seltzer at 2 p.m. with his Malware Reverse Analysis Workshop. It's an event that you have to register for because there is limited space available. We actually will do some live Malware Reverse Analysis so you can actually get some hands-on experience with this. If you do sign up for it, please make sure that you read the requirements and come with a properly prepared laptop. And on Friday, Google released a new version of Google Chrome. We usually don't cover every single version of Google Chrome that's being released. Here, a little exception because today Google did amend its announcement from Friday to state that the particular vulnerability is already being exploited in the wild. Now, Google Chrome is pretty good in sort of updating itself as needed, but given the urgency of this particular problem, you may want to double check and make sure that the update actually happened. And while we're talking about Google, Google also released an update for Android fixing. Give us about 30 different vulnerabilities. Most of them are rated as high. However, uh, there were a couple of critical ones. Uh, for example, one vulnerability in the system itself and two vulnerabilities in the media framework. In particular, these media framework vulnerabilities tend to be then later exploited as they often can be exploited by sending the particular media type to the phone via either an SMS message or via a web page. Well, and this is it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.